1: Hi everyone, this is Natalie Jean, Natalie Jean, Nat, chatting with Nat, and today I have the honor of having singer-songwriter Angela Freedom. With a laid-back, soulful style, singer-songwriter Angela Freedom expresses emotion with honesty and passion. She has a knack for writing catchy melodies and lyrics that touch her heart and sings with the bluesy overtones that hint of her roots in Detroit. Freedom's songs have been heard by millions through television, film, and in major retail chains. Credits include the popular Hallmark movie Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane, Lifetime hit Show Dance Moms, commercials for ING Bank, and Fiat and more. Let's give a round of welcome to Angela Freedom! Hi, Angela. Hi, how are you?
2: I'm
1: good. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm, well, I'm excited to have you because um, I read your article and I think you're just amazing. You're an amazing woman. Oh. You know, you know how you know you know how to write, and you know where it's at,
2: and you know how to empower women
1: and let the let the men know how they should talk to women. So I love that. Uh, oh,
2: yeah, yeah, the article, <laughs> the music connection. Yeah, you know, that's why I, I wrote that article because. Um, it's like something that I haven't really seen addressed that I felt like right. needed to be addressed, you know, because there's a lot of these boys clubs and music and, right. you know, thought thought it to be good to talk about it.
1: <laughs> no, I think it was poignant. And I think it, it we really needed it right now because I don't think people or men really understand what it is like to be a woman. Obviously, they don't. And they need to be taught how to address women, especially, like you said, those boys clubs. They just think that they can stay and do whatever they want. But, you know, that kind of movement is is going away because we're not allowing that anymore. So thank you for writing that article. I hope a lot of people read it and, you know, start understanding what they need to do so we can all be equal here. Um, yeah. What yeah, inspires, yeah. What inspires you to write music?
2: Um, well... I am inspired to write music by uh, because I feel like a lot of the music that's out there, you know, even if it's honest, you know, I mm-hmm. have kids, and, and I hear, you know, the stuff that they listen to, and there's so much about, like, relationship drama, and there's so much kind right. of negative stuff and angst, and so right. I try to write music that is inspiring, you know, because I feel okay. like that positivity, you know, I kind of want to sort of give people you know something that could inspire them and um you know I want to put out something positive and you know it's like that's my contribution you know because digital music just gets everywhere now and it's like if I'm going to go through all this trouble of of making music and people are going to hear it it's like I might as well um, make something that is helpful to society rather than just looking to just looking to sell records or whatever you know what I mean it's like I'm gonna um try to contribute something positive so so that's really what inspires me is like I have a lot to say you know and Mm -hmm. um so, so yeah, music gives me a platform to say that. And, and I also just, right. you know, I love music, you know, so I love to create. I love to write. I mean, I was an instrumentalist only before I was a singer. Um, wow. So, yeah, I mean, I just love music, you know, so it's great. <laughs> I love
1: that. Um, I like you, like, um, I decided to rebrand myself because I, I said, you know, it's great to charge. It's great to do all these other things, but I want my music to make a difference. So I decided to, you know, focus more on uh, social impact message songs, and I released an album last year, and I feel a lot better about that because I want my my music to make a difference. I want somebody to say, oh, wow, I listened to that and I made some change or I really put myself in somebody else's shoes. I mean, you no, know, you may not change everybody, but somebody else is listening. So, you know, trying to create music to, to uh, bring out that positivity is just great. So I love that. Um, So I've been asking everybody, you know, about this one thing. So I'm going to ask you, uh, you know, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding the whole (laughs) Grammy Awards. uh, One of the performances, you know, with Cardi B and Megan Stallion. And, you know, some people are like, well, they're being empowered to do, you know, what they're doing. That's a specific genre. That's what it is. Um, Other people didn't know that wasn't good for television. Um, Some people want to blame them rather than brilliant in the grammys because the grammys obviously knew what they were doing um so what's your take on the whole thing i don't know if you watched the video or not
2: you know what um i did not i i didn't see it um i've had a bunch of stuff to do i've been really busy and right. you know sometimes watching the grammys you know i i just I, sometimes it affects my creativity in a negative way mm. you know it's like oh i should be like that i should be like right. that and it's like I want to be really fresh, like, from my true self and not be influenced by these things that it's like, okay, society is embracing this, therefore I should right. be that. You know, I just don't even want to mess with that. You know what I mean? So um, so anyways, like, can you fill me in? Like, what'd they do? So what do they do?
1: So, you know, it's a, their whole song, Whack, which is very uh, – sexually toned um, (laughs) song, and so they were dancing. It was very risque. I mean, at one point, it seemed like you could see everything inside of uh, Cardi B. Um, So for me, the performance was okay, but it could have been tweaked a little bit. I mean, for what they did, you know, if it were on HBO cable television, it would have been appropriate, but at the same time, they are artists. I don't like people telling me what to do in my artistry, and You know, this is empowerment for them, um, especially in that genre. But for some people, it was just not a little. It was a lot risque, and it just shouldn't have been on television because there are kids that are watching teenager or whoever are watching. And so a lot of people are just um, offended by that. Now, I I read a bunch of uh, things on Facebook where some people are arguing about it back and forth. What was interesting, there was one guy in there that was really for the women. He's like, look, this is art. This is their genre. This is what they do. This is Cardi B. This is Megan Stallion. You like, you yeah, the guy's
0: video,
2: for it. <laughs> <But> yeah. Yeah. They're Yeah. Yeah, well, he put it in terms and he's like, He's like,
1: have you even seen the video? Because basically the video that they put out there, the, their own music video, is basically what they represented on the Grammys. So it's not like something where people should have been shocked. That's what he's trying to say. Because it's been out there for months, at least a year. I don't know how long this song has been out. But people know the connotation of the song. The Grammys know the connotation of the song. So, but they want to bash these women, and they want to call them sluts and whores and this and that. And I don't think that's fair. What do you think? I know you haven't seen the video, but that's the description. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, I
2: I get it. You know, I get it. So, like, I mean, really, I think that they can do whatever they want to do, but um, Mm -hmm. I think that, that, you know, censorship or whatever kind of falls on the network, and if that's on network TV during prime time, that, I mean, that they allow that is kind of their view. And I think that TV (laughs) – I mean, I personally think the TV allows too much. I mean, I think they keep pushing it with violence and with sex and with, you know, everything, pushing it further and further and further. So I think that the standards of, like, public, watchable, broadcast TV, major networks, I mean, I think that it's um, too much. But I don't think that's really their problem. I think that it's, you know, the network's issue for allowing that. and Maybe they shouldn't have allowed it. Um, Because there's a lot of stuff that people call art that, you know, I used to do gigs at a place Mm -hmm. where the guy had this art gallery, and he wanted music in there, and his art was, some would call it pornography, you know, I mean, it was these women, and and, and it's like, I mean, it was very artsy, but it was naked women, you know, and... So it's like, okay, and this guy this was his art, you know. Should you bring you know, a ten year old in there? No. You know? So it's it's like so I feel like that they are allowed to do their art but but right. you know, the network should be smarter about that. You know, and also, um, that reminds me of um I've thought about this before, like, okay, so sexuality in women, you know who I and maybe, you know, I'm kinda dating myself but You know who I think is a really good example of this is um, Mm -hmm. Madonna. Madonna owned it. Madonna owned it. She was nobody's victim. She was nobody's victim. She was powerful, and she got to be one of the biggest stars in the world. And I I don't think that sexuality is a bad thing, um, but it depends on if you do it. But then women do it like, okay, so after Madonna, then came like Britney Spears and it didn't right. seem like she owned it. It seemed like she was a victim of the industry of oh, you guys True. wanna see this, this'll get me popular. So it just it's really delicate, like how the women approach it. If they if that's really who they are and if mm-hmm. they really own it, that you know, I would right. imagine Cardi B Cardi B's a badass. I mean, I would imagine yes, that she. she's owning it. So you know, that she's not she's not being sort of a Sexualized victim of the media. Um, right. So if it, it really is delicate, it kind of depends on what place that it's coming from. Like if that's really who they are and they own it and they're not going to be anybody's victim, then I mean I think more power to them, you know. But um, but yeah, it's so delicate, you know. I mean I have two daughters, yeah. and you know I'm I've always been careful about um, you know I don't want them to be sexualized and. So I mean, they're they're a little older now. You know, they're past a really impressionable age. Impressionable age. They're like in their twenties, and they're both pretty solid. You know, I mean, neither of them uh-huh. sexualize themselves for like, oh, this is what people do. This is what people wear. is right. The attention I get. So, anyways, yeah, it's this fine line between if the reason, you know, really your self confidence and the reason you're doing it. True. Very,
1: very true, I like your answer. um when and how did you des- decide to pursue music as a career?
2: um well, yeah, that's an interesting story because, um, it's like I kind of ran away from it for a long time, but it's it's okay. really who I am, you know I mean it's mm. just it's just in my blood, it's just in my soul, and um I I had another career, you know, I was um, in English as a second language teacher, um, Mm. instructor in college and stuff. And like when I was younger, so when I grew up, there were not a lot of female examples, you know? I mean, I grew up in the Detroit area. And I mean, I listened to like rock radio, rock and pop radio. And so what, there was Pat Benatar, you know, and it's like, I don't Mm -hmm. want to be like her, you know, I mean, she's great, but she had this, you know, image of, I didn't identify with that, you know. Um, And so I I don't know. I just thought, well, I mean, I played the piano as a kid and I thought, okay, I thought that my options were limited to being a classical pianist, which I didn't really want to put in that kind of time. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. people that are really good and go to college for piano and stuff. I mean, they got to practice like five hours a day and stuff. And mm-hmm. I just didn't want to. And, um, I mean, that, that way of life is really a commitment. And I didn't, right. I didn't love that kind of music that much. I like to create. I like to write. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think being a songwriter was an option, you know? And then I thought my other option besides being, you know, going to be a classical musician was, um, being like a lounge singer or a lounge pianist. And oh, I just wow. didn't want to do that. I mean I didn't want to be like a bar person right. being in bar C D people and stuff. So um <laughs> I just didn't want to I just didn't see myself in that life, you know. So adults are my only options in my mind as a kid. So um then after I got you know, um, into my 20s, people started coming out like, like Jewel and Sarah McLachlan,
0: right. and,
2: um, you know, there were some more kind of mellow artists that were getting to be pretty popular, um, and then, you know, then a little bit later was Nora Jones, and so I thought, well, oh, okay, you know, and I'd like to write, and then I started um, playing acoustic guitar and singing, and um, I was, pretty old i mean i i didn't even start singing till i was near 30 you know i never mm-hmm. sang in my life i mean i just didn't oh, wow. and um because i was really shy you know i was really shy and yeah. that just like being on stage and i bet i was terrified of that so um so anyways but i just music comes so easily to me you know what i mean it's like mm, i suck yeah. at sports you know what i mean it's like some things i'm just not good at but um, I would just music. I don't know whatever I did. It's like, oh look, it's pretty decent. And then I started singing, right. and people are like, "Wow, you sound really great!" And I was like, "Okay." You know, so so um, <laughs> I I just kind of had to get the courage. I had to get the courage to go with who I really am, you know. And then I, I finally, you know, really committed to it. Gosh, not till I was at least late thirties you know, until mm-hmm. I really committed to it. And then I thought, okay, I'm too old to try and like put myself out there as a, as a, you know, artist. So I started sending, I thought well, I could be a songwriter, you know, a songwriter. And I right. sell or give my songs to other people. And so I started sending my stuff to Nashville and they rejected everything, you know? And um, mm. so I started doing my own recordings. And they do, They started doing well. You know, I was sending them for film and TV placements and they were right. getting picked up. You know, like the second wow. song I ever wrote in my life got bought. They bought for money. They bought the master <laughs> for like this studio in Burbank, Telepictures, that does the, the Ellen show. So yeah. like the second song I ever wrote, they, they bought it. And I was wow. like, awesome. You know, so anyways, I just kept recording things with my own voice. And it's like, well, who cares if I'm not 20, you know? I mean, people right, are liking exactly. this, you know? And so so that's how I came around to doing this.
1: That's awesome. I mean, there, there's there's no age. There's no age for music.
2: You know, I keep trying to tell people it's, that you if, know what? if it's, it's in
1: you, it's going to come out. Yeah. You know?
2: And it's audio, the way I figure. You know, I mean, right. I don't... I, I'm a little shy about video. I mean, I do video. It's not my favorite mm-hmm. thing. I'm not as comfortable as my daughters with video, um, but but you know, I'm getting used to it.
1: So yeah, yeah. I'm just like you. Like when I first started, I started late, but I I was like, oh my, I was very shy, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get on stage and do this stuff? Because I don't know about that stuff. I know. And I then know. after a while, I was yeah, yeah no, I was just like. How am I going to do that? I'm shaking. And then after a while, I was just like, oh, screw this. I'm going to put my best energy out there. I'm going to love what I do. I'm going to put out the best performance that I can. And that's it. I can't worry about what they care. I don't care what they think. I had to have that mentality to be able to go out on stage and and put out a good performance. Because it's almost when you start caring about what people think is that when you get jittery and you're nervous and you're like, oh my God, they're not going to like it. So I just had to take them out of the equation and it's funny because with music you know if you're trying to do sync or you know licensing and stuff like that you kind of have to care what they think um so I get I get the whole being a, a, a nervous and fearful of being on stage it's, it's been crazy um so we're gonna play one of your yeah songs. yeah it really um,
2: took me a while and I still I still get nervous you know before performances yeah, no,
1: it, it's funny when I do solo stuff by myself, I'm more nervous. But when I have the band behind me, I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm like, I got this, I got this. Um, so we're gonna yeah,
0: play
1: one of your songs. Yeah, that does help. <laughs> yeah, no, it does, it does. What is "Change with Sky" about?
2: Oh, that is um. Well, let me start by saying my last album, full album called Love. That uh-huh. was mostly just these sort of positive songs that were inspiring and stuff. And okay. so then I started to do, so then after that, I started to do some actual like straight up love songs. So Changeless Sky is a love song. It's just, you know, I've been married for a long time and it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm your rock. You know, not all this, right. all this stuff is changing around us. The world is crazy, you know, but I'm here for you no matter what. No matter what is going on outside, it doesn't matter. I'm still here for you. So that's what Changeless Sky is about because the clouds, storms, you know, it's like all this stuff goes on in the sky, but under under there, back, you know, way up there is still blue. It's always blue. So that's what that song's about. Right.
1: I love that. Okay. We're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to hear the song. Hold on
2: one second. Hi, it's Jordan and Madison, and we're J Madison Madison out of Nashville, Tennessee. We'd love to tell you about B Squared Management, artist services by artists for artists. Get your press, branding, single release, and sync success plan now at bsquaredmgmt.com. And listen up to our latest single down now on Spotify.
0: In the blink of an eye I'll be there to empathize I'll toss up some magic dust Get you unstuck each time You got me for good I'll in your black tattoo Ain't nothing can stop my love I'm here for you through it all Cause I am your changeless sky, no matter the sun and shade passing by, the world might be twist and right outside. But. I would go
1: see you live. Maybe you can just sing to me. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. So,
2: um, so how? What do you? Play? How have you grown? Huh? Oh, what do you? What instruments do you play?
1: Um, Natalie plays. Do that. My voice. So I've been trying to uh, learn how to play the keyboard piano for the longest time. I I bought a smart uh, keyboard. Uh, so that I can learn how to play. Uh-huh. It's been in the box for for four years. Um, I've been so busy, uh, but this year this year I have to do it. It has to be a goal, and I have to at least open the box <laughs> and really um, start guitar? learning how to play. Ah, I, I tried to play guitar, but
2: you know what? I I felt like
1: uh, I felt like a contortionist.
2: Because, you know, you Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I like the piano better for that reason. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So was your main thing voice?
1: Yeah, I my main thing is voice, and I sing in several different genres. I mean, I do it almost all except oh, cool. for opera. I've done pop, jazz, world. And I also sing in French, uh, English, Spanish, and Haitian Creole. I, I released a, a world album a couple years ago. So, yeah, I, and I write my own lyrics. Oh, that's I work so with fun. the music. Yeah. So, uh, that's yeah, so I have cool. this like, facility thing going. So, yeah, so um, I have that. But I, I I still feel like I need to have, I need to know how to play an instrument. I think that's that's helpful. <laughs> I think it's There's a <laughs> lot of
2: other people that do. You know what I mean? It's like if, <laughs> if you don't, it's like it sounds like you got a pretty good thing going. I mean, that's so cool you that you sing in those other languages, you know. In America, we're oh, also... You monolingual it's kind of sad
1: you know but oh thank you so much
2: um how have you grown
1: through your journey in music
2: um i have you know really overcome some challenges um and that makes me feel good like um you know i was really i mean I, i i was just so afraid to be on stage and afraid to sing in front of people and, mm-hmm. and all that. And I mean, it took everything I had to overcome that everything, you know, I remember wow. the first time I performed was at an open mic and I was shaking and it's mm-hmm. like, I just made myself do it. I just made myself do it. And, um, you know, so really, I guess pushing myself to overcome my mm-hmm. personal challenges, you know, has been fulfilling you know i mean there are some things that i still would like to do i mean i'd like to be a better guitar player but i just don't feel like practicing it that much you know what i mean it's like you gotta play you gotta practice it a lot and i mean i like the piano better and you know yeah i know what you're saying about the guitar it's like your hand has to be all crazy and all (laughs) bent around it and pressing and you know and it's hard and um I mean, I, I definitely strum chords, you know, I mean, I used to perform right. with just a, just a guitar, you know, I mean, I did a bunch of um, performing at bistros and, and stuff like that, and I mean, I played pretty simply, but, um, you know, it's fine, I used to practice with the metronome for those solo gigs, and it's like, if you're doing rhythm guitar, as long as you can hold that beat, yeah, you know, all that matters, you know, I just didn't want my tempo to be all over the place, so... Like, if it was simple, at least it was in time, and, you know, that's what I did. So, yeah, and I've also grown just um, really developing my own self-confidence. You know, I've really worked a lot at that. Um, You know, I've worked pretty hard with different techniques of self-esteem and self-confidence and trying to send myself positive messages and and things like that. Because, you know, we all have, like, self-talk That's all Mm -hmm. usually negative and self-doubt. And, but just, I've learned to kind of give myself credit. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, that was good. You're doing good with this. And it's like, I think that we have to, you know, I just think that we have to, or we'll just be overcome by the the negative and the self-doubt, you know? So I feel like I've really kind of learned to manage my, um, my self-esteem and my stress and things like that with music.
1: No, I love that. No, I, I, yeah, no. I Every day I go through, why am I doing music? This is like a lot of work. and But at the same time, it's my saving grace. I mean, I don't know where I would be without the music. It's just helped me through so many things and challenges and stuff like that. And it allows us to express ourselves when we can't, when there's no other outlet. You know, when I'm angry, I can sing it out. I can belt it out. Or if I'm happy, I can felt it out as well, so no, I agree with you 100%. Um, What accomplishments are you most proud of?
2: Um, What I'm really proud of is is really connecting with people. You know, it's like, yeah, I've had some music play since, you know, Hallmark movie and all that stuff, and that's cool, but what really gets to my heart is, so for example, um, I got an email little over I think it was two years ago now um and I thought it was some kind of spam or something but Mm -hmm. it was somebody saying oh we want you I I represent this person and this kind of um owner of a a corporation that I had heard of you know and um we want to Fly you out to um, California to play at this oh, author's birthday party, because this author, his name is Gay Hendricks. And he's a really, mm-hmm. he's, he's pretty well known, like in the self-help field. He was kind of a pioneer okay. in that. Um, so anyways, his name is Gay Hendricks. He's written a whole bunch of books. And um, so, and it wasn't a joke. The email was real. And so, you know, I talked to somebody and they flew, um, they flew me out there, and I was able to, oh. you know, bring my husband because I just thought these total stranger contacts me on the internet. I don't want to go alone, right? Um, so, so, anyways, um, yeah, it, it was really awesome. So this author, this Gay Hendricks um, person, he had heard my song called "Beautiful Truth." And that is a song okay. about learning to love yourself. So, beautiful truth is, you know, okay. there's a beautiful truth in you. And, you know, it ta- right. the song talks about self-doubt and how everybody's hard on themselves, but it's about self-acceptance and self-love. And he heard it, and he really resonated with it. And he loved it so much. He sent it to all his friends. And so Aww. one of his friends was this sort of wealthy, you know, corporation person. And so, right. um, so anyway, yeah, they, they flew me out there. I played for his birthday party as a surprise. Oh. In wow. Ohio, California, and he was so happy. I mean, and he wanted he I did it on stage, and he wanted me to do it again, and it, it was just like that. This song meant so much to this guy. It was great, you know. And then um, some of my other songs, you know, I wrote this one called Epiphany that was on Dance Moms. Oh. It, it really got out there because of Dance Moms, and right. it's about um, I just wrote it about my own musical struggles. You know, it's like, I have this in the song, it's like, I have this epiphany about, about like learning to have faith and letting go. Right. It's like, you know, because I can't control it. You know, it's like, it was kind of an uphill battle with music. You know, I wasn't really getting, it wasn't really achieving my goals. You know, I was submitting the things, getting rejected. So it was, the song is about having faith. And, you know, it's not necessarily a religious song. It's just, you know, about having faith. Mm -hmm. And, um, and like I've gotten so many like comments and stuff on on the video online, this all these young people and like people who are listening to, for dance, they're like, oh, this song means so much to me, and I played it for my aunt in the hospital, and it meant so much Aww. to her, and that that is like that kind of thing is I feel like my the accomplishment I'm most proud of is really right. reaching really reaching people and really affecting them you know in a positive way and that is just so great.
1: Yeah, no, I I love that. I love I especially love the story about the the author because you know that that's the testimony that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. If you can affect somebody that way, that is just beautiful and you got
2: on stage and you did your thing. I love that. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and you know what, just so just so you know, and any other artists listening, so, you know, I mean, you know how hard it is for independent artists to get radio play, right? So he yeah. heard the song, he heard the song um, from Pandora, and I don't know, are you familiar with Pandora Amp, A-M-P? Yes,
0: yes. hmm
2: So he heard it from that. You know, I was promoting the oh, song wow. on Pandora Amp, which is like the free platform. It's free, and, and they'll bump up... Um, you know, artists, you know, bump up a song, and they'll, mm-hmm. you know, get it more plays for, like, eight weeks. Right. So it was getting more plays, and he heard it on Pandora, and um, so, yeah, that's how he heard it. Yeah. The, the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, okay, let me, let me look into the Pandora
1: thing, because I had put that all to the side. And every time I kept saying, I got to do it, I got to do it, I got to do it. And then I started doing their – so they, they do webinars every now and then for people that don't know about AMP and, and teaching you how to use it and stuff like that and getting plays and to do it. I mean, I did, I did something for one of the songs. There's another song I'd like to do that for, so I'm glad that you're reminding me to do that.
0: Um, yeah,
2: Do, it I, you do it. I try to yeah. keep something going all the time with them. You know, when one song yeah, is done, no. I do another one. I
1: I, ha- I have to do that. So thank you for the reminder. Yeah. Um. So what is so good to be about your song?
2: Oh, so good to be free. Yeah, so that's good so to good be to free. be free. You know, you're gonna like that one. Yeah, because that one uh-huh. is. Um, that one. I wrote about the freedom that comes from not caring what anybody thinks. Not, you know, right, I don't have to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, because we all, you know, I mean, I've spent so much time, especially when I was younger and, you know, in my teens and 20s, and just, you know, you worry so much about what people think, and am I dressed right, am I acting right, you know. Right? But it's like I, I kind of got to a certain age, and I'm like, I really don't care. You know, I mean, I, I go out, I mean, I go out and sweats and no makeup, you Amen. know, I mean, I wouldn't do music, I wouldn't do music appearances like that, but, you know, right? I mean, and I used to, I used to not do that, you know, I used to always have makeup on when I saw friends or people or, or anybody, mm. even the grocery store, you know, and it's like, okay, right. that's ridiculous. So anyways, <laughs> I, I don't, so, um. So, yeah, the song is about the freedom that comes from being true to yourself and just not worrying about it.
1: I love it. All right. We're going to hear a word from our sponsors. We're going to play it. Hold
2: on. Hold on. Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and -and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network.
0: Oh, it's so good to be free. Your rules don't apply to me. No. I blow away all the pressure to measure up to what don't mean a thing. Oh, it's so good to be free, yeah, no slave to society, no. won't freeze a pack, cause I'm free, be whatever I choose to be, oh it's so good to be free, letting life grow with such ease, yeah, what used to cause me to stress, I've Oh my-
1: I like to do what I want, like right, to be free. Um, so Thanks. what is it like to be a woman? That was awesome. I mean, I love it. Anything that has to do with freedom, and love, Natalie's going to do what she wants, so I like it. Um, <laughs> what is it like to be a woman in a male-dominated field?
2: Um, well, you know, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's like... I mean, I'm going to be honest, sometimes it's an advantage, you know, kind of, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, men are like, um, you know, I don't know, you know, sometimes they, you know, with each other, they can be sort of competitive, but they're not competitive with me. And sometimes they sort of, right. every gentle, you know, and sort of, you know, sometimes these career professional musicians you know they're they they treat me kind of delicately you know and and that's nice but um because I don't really want to be treated like one of them because the way these guys talk to each other you know no thanks you know um and you know they compete with each other and try to outdo each other and it's like I don't want any part of that That's, that's stupid um but it's, you know, I try to, um, I do try to seek out women to collaborate with and, um, you know, so I try to support women as I can because, you know, being, you know, with women being in the minority, I think that we're really doing good. You know, I think that we're really doing good coming up. There's more female producers, there's more female engineers, there's more female instrumentalists and, um, you know, so I try to, you know, encourage and support that. And, um, but, but yeah, so it's, it's a little more challenging to find women to support sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because like I said, I'm in the Detroit area and most of the professional musicians here by far, by far are male. Um, but, uh, but you know, I've I have reached out to some people. There is an organization called She Is The Music. Are you familiar with it? Okay.
1: No, Are you familiar with that? I'll have to look that up.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to You should join it. Okay, so it's like basically it's a database. Okay, so it's called She Is The dot org I think. Okay. It was started by I think Alicia Keys. She has something to do with it. Oh, okay. And it's okay. it's kind of a source for women to find each other. And, you know, you okay. do a profile and you put in your skills and things like that. And so it's a place where women can, you know, find other women to either collaborate with or support or hire or or whatever, you know. So, yeah, it can be That's a little awesome. bit of a challenge, you know, being a woman um, in that way, you know, trying to support and find other women who have the skills that I might need for a particular project, you know, um, like, yeah, it it can be tough. Although there there is a female producer, I think I'm going to be working with pretty soon. So, um, so yeah, the challenge is is like trying to support this movement and trying to support women. And um, I, I make sure that I, support women in other ways, like listen to them, you know. Like I think that her is really great, you know?
0: Mhm.
2: Is that what yeah, she, I don't no. know if she goes by A C R or her, but she's really great, you know. <laughs> so yeah.
1: Her. Yes. No, I know her. Um what is coming up for you?
2: Um, well I'm really excited about um a new album that I'm working on. So last summer i had released some singles which is when i released so good to be free and changeless sky and um and a couple other ones into the fall and that's like in preparation for an album that i'll be releasing this year i mean it's not gonna be really soon because it's not done yet but i'm it will be good if i could have it done by summer you know i don't know the date yet but um yeah so i have this new album project and, and i'm super excited about it because i have some things in production right now so you know if there's anybody listening who might want to hear that you could follow me on spotify and then you get notified when it'll be out awesome so, awesome. so let
1: our yeah, audience and know where they can. go ahead
2: oh i was gonna say i'm also working on that'll be released sooner um I am working on a remix of um, the song Epiphany that was on Dance Moms. That song is like my most, my most listened to on YouTube. And um, so anyways, it's really this ballad, you know, it's a ballad. There's strings and piano and it's really Mm -hmm. slow. And uh, so I had this um, beat maker drummer person do a remix and it's pretty cool. So I'm super excited to put that out. You know, it's like the same song, awesome. but with a beat over it. Yeah. It's not, that kind of thing isn't really my forte, but I found somebody who's super good at it, so.
1: That's awesome. I can't wait to hear the remix. Remixes can always always be some power, uh, powerful thing. So I've done a couple of remixes yeah. on my song, and I really love them. So I can't wait to hear that. Um, tell our yeah, audience kind of where they can find you. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's interesting um, well, though is that. What? Go ahead. Oh,
0: um, no, go ahead.
1: My my the my partner uh, Nikki Chris, uh, my partner with Sisters in Music, she uh she, she also has a dance uh, song on Dance Mom and it did fairly well. I don't know which song it is. I have to find it. But her music was on Dance Mom as well, so you you guys are like sister Dance Mom people. Yeah, <laughs> song, yeah. Singer songwriter. And you know, I mean. that's,
2: that's great that they use independent music on that show. Yeah, you know? Yes, because
1: that's, let me tell you, that's one of the things. I don't know if you're on Clubhouse but or anything else, but no. um, I've been um, chatting with a bunch of people, and one of the things with Clubhouse, they have little groups where people uh, talk about how to get your mu- music and licensing and sync, and a lot of the conversations have been towards independence because they know that, um it's been it's hard for us to be seen and heard in front of you know we're competing against the mainstream artists and um some of them have even said you know sometimes they choose the mainstream artists because they think that more people will watch or listen to the sh- the show um but you know they're they're delving more into the indie um the artist thing i know that umg and uh sony are trying to dip into uh, uh, creating um now new independent artist labels so we'll see um how all of that is oh, going to great. pan out <laughs> yeah no no it's awesome so tell people where they can find you on the internet
2: um well my website is angelapredom.com it's spelled like the name prudome but with an e there so it's p-r-e-d-h-o-m-m-e and um that name is pretty unique so so they'll probably find me. So, yeah, com. But, you know, it's on all the streaming sites, you know, whatever they, they like to listen to, if it's Apple Music or Spotify or Tidal or any of that. You know, they could just type in my name and find my stuff. So, thank yeah. You.
1: That's awesome. Well, Angela, thank yeah, you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I really appreciate you taking your time out for me um, to be on this uh, my podcast. Um, I've learned a lot. I love your music. Oh, you're you have a wonderful oh, voice, and I hope someday to see you on stage. Because um, I'd like oh, to, thanks. I'd like to see you perform. Where, where are you? And I can I'm actually in uh, Kensington, Maryland. I'm in Maryland. I can travel. Oh, okay. Once, this, once yeah, this you know, I, I
2: like the East Coast. I would like to get to the East Coast. I mean, there's a lot of um, listeners there you know people you know it's it's interesting the way that the country is it's like there are places where people are a little bit more um receptive to my music than others you know like my music right. i don't consider a country you know it's not country so it's not really it's bigger on the east coast and the west coast than than the south and the middle of the us right so, so yeah awesome. east coast i mean you know i i I will for at some point get over there for a tour because there's definitely listeners over there. So, Yeah, you'll
1: have to let me know when
2: you're out uh, all these. Because I'll definitely. definitely come out and see you. I'll, I'll come and
1: cheer cool. you on.
2: Alrighty. I already think so,
1: too.
0: Uh-oh. Yes. If you're up to, to date, it. if you're not, that's cool.
1: No, 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 I'm always <laughs> up to it. It's, it's definitely a date. I can't wait. No, this is, see, this is something to look forward to. So I have yeah, it in my post, vision.
2: Post-pandemic,
1: yes. Yeah. Post, post-pandemic. No, I love this. I love this. This See, this is what Sisters in Music is all about. It's about empowering women, yeah. but it's also about sisterhood and inspiring and supporting one another. So I really appreciate that. Um, thank you again so much for being on Chatting with Nat. Um I hope you have a great evening, and I, I I hope we stay in touch. I'm gonna now you're gonna do part two in the the Music Connection magazine, right?
2: You know I did, I did. Oh, yeah, you didn't so you I, can search for it. Yeah, I think I it was published one, you know what... maybe early, like in in early February, maybe.
1: Early Fe- what what edition is this? Because this one part one is in the February edition, so maybe it's in the March ed- edition.
2: You know, I, I, I don't know if they put it in print or not.
1: Okay, so I'll have to, I'll look online. Yeah, I'll look
2: online. yeah. Because you if, know, print. They I do. mean, I was thrilled they put the one in print because hardly anybody prints anything anymore. It's like, wow, this is a big deal. Know. They put in print. Cool. <laughs> no, it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No. So I'll look online and check you out. <coughs> I'm about to choke to death. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I was in Music Connector magazine, too. They reviewed a couple of my songs. so I had been trying to get in there for the longest time. I was like, oh, my God, three songs, yay. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So, that's awesome that you are in there. But thank you so much.
2: <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> welcome. My... It's been really fun. It was great talking with you.
1: It was great talking with you, too. I hope you have a great even, evening, and let's keep in touch.
2: Yeah, okay. Okay, see ya. Have you. Have right. a good thank night, you too. thank you so much. Thank you. Okay,
0: bye-bye. bye
1: Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard.